It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome into Football Futures here on 99.1, the sports animal. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being with me here tonight. I hope you have had a great day. Football Futures is presented by Twin Peaks every Tuesday. It's here from 7 until 7.30, talking Tennessee and SEC football recruiting. And on tonight's show, I'll have an update for you on a defensive lineman that Tennessee was going after that decided to go elsewhere. Tennessee still has other prospects on the board. I'll tell you about that, including one of the top corners remaining on Tennessee's board that appears to like Tennessee. I'll get to that coming up here in segment number one. We will also look at the quarterback position for Tennessee as that continues to be a topic. What's going to happen short term? What will happen long term? Tennessee has Harrison Bailey on campus. Tennessee has Caden Salter committed. Tom Luganbill of ESPN weighing in on both of those quarterback prospects. And then in segment number two, I'll have a freshman focus with Jeremy Pruitt talking about some of the younger players getting a look this past week in practice with the bye week and also one of Tennessee's top targets in 2022. You will hear about him and hear what his head coach has had to say about him as a prospect. That's all here on Football Futures. It's presented by Twin Peaks every Tuesday from 7 until 7.30. Twin Peaks is located on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike. It's in between Kingston Pike and Parkside Drive, and Twin Peaks is the place to stop in if you're looking for a spot to watch sports. They have TVs all over the place. They have a great menu for you. It's a great lunch spot. I know a lot of people that stop in there during the day. Twin Peaks is set up for you to enjoy the games, to enjoy the atmosphere, and to enjoy your meal. And they always have the sign on the wall letting you know just how cold that draft beer is. It's at Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive between Paper Mill and Kingston Pike. And here on Football Futures, I want to update you on a couple of prospects. As last Friday, defensive lineman Tyrion Ingram Dawkins committed to Georgia over Tennessee. That was not a surprise. That was expected when he made his announcement. He chose Georgia over Tennessee, South Carolina, and North Carolina. It's still a loss. Tennessee had worked really hard on Ingram Dawkins, but with Georgia's program where it is, Tennessee's had some losses like that. Amarius Mims a few weeks ago chose Georgia over Tennessee, and right now I think the trend is smile Munden to either Georgia or Auburn before Tennessee. Georgia appears like the likely school for him. Now, Tennessee is continuing to recruit cornerback Nylon Green, and he's a very important player, I think, for Tennessee's class as the Vols need to add talent and depth at that position. Tennessee needs to upgrade in the secondary. I think that's pretty clear. And Green is a guy who could help with that. He's considering Georgia. Clemson is another school that's in the picture. He did an interview with Rivals earlier this week. And I think after visiting Tennessee again, I think he really likes what the Vols have to offer. So Nylon Green is a guy that could be announcing before the end of the month. And if he does... Tennessee has a, a reasonable chance to land him. So they need help in the secondary. And uh, I think Taiwan Malone will continue to be a player to watch. He's a defensive lineman from Maryland. And Tennessee is, is very much in the picture. He's a really intriguing prospect. Adam Friedman of Rivals was on the show several weeks ago talking about Malone as a football player and a baseball prospect. He's a big-time baseball player and would like to play both sports in college. You don't see too many 300-pound football and baseball prospects but Malone is so Terry Ingram Dawkins is off the board for Tennessee and while that's not surprising that is a bit disappointing but the Vols will focus their efforts elsewhere and they'll continue to recruit along the defensive line at all levels I would say on the defensive side the defensive line linebacker and secondary will continue to be a focus for Tennessee which has a bunch of commitments 
But things remain fluid, and there are a few spots that could at least be open in Tennessee's class. In Tennessee's 2021 class, one of the positions that I think Tennessee feels really good about is at quarterback. After signing Harrison Bailey in last year's class, he's a freshman on campus now, of course. Tennessee has Caden Salter from Cedar Hill, Texas, committed for the upcoming class. And early this summer, we had a chance on Sports 180 to talk to Tom Luganville of ESPN, who covers and analyzes college football recruiting Vince Ferrara and I talked to Tom and he talked about what he sees in Caden Salter as a prospect a guy that is highly touted the composite ranking has him as the number seven dual threat quarterback in the country just outside the top 200 overall this is what Tom Luganville said about Salter Caden Salter Tennessee's quarterback commitment in the 2021 class in my opinion this quarterback class I've been doing this at this level since 2006 so 14 years now this is without question the best, most deepest quarterback class in any category, whether it's as a pocket passer or as a dual threat type of guy that I've seen in the last 14 years. So I make that point because I think with that being said, you have a lot of guys that are kind of lumped together and they're in the same boat. I think Caden Salter is one of those players that is going to need to come into a program. He's going to need to redshirt. He's going to need to get into the weight room. He's not a let's plug this guy in right away because he's so physically advanced and he's ready for the jump that we think we can maybe weather the storm early if we had to. Now, fortunately for Tennessee, that won't be the case. So that's going to be a good experience for him. But, you know, you're talking about a young guy that's physically underdeveloped, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the sense that there's a lot of high upside for him to be a different player three years from now than he is right now. That was always, you know, not to knock on Jake Fromm because I thought he was a wonderful college quarterback and he was kind of as advertised. But with Jake Fromm, it was what you see is what you get. He was the exact same guy as a senior in high school as he was last year as a junior in college. And what you want to have instead is you want to have a ceiling to develop and get bigger and grow and, and, and become more mature, be a different player when you're in college. So I think that's probably where I see more of Caden Salter uh, as opposed to, you know, maybe being college ready right away. So that's really interesting from Tom Luganville of ESPN, his opinion earlier this summer being that Salter would be a guy that would need some time to develop, and everybody needs time to develop, but may not be ready to come in and compete. Now, Salter is planning to enroll early, so he will be on campus in a few months at Tennessee, and that will allow him the chance to go through the spring semester, go through winter workouts and spring practice, and do everything that he can to try to be ready as a freshman because I think that there are some people at Tennessee that would like to see Salter come in and compete. And after this season, I think there's a good chance that that is an open battle at quarterback for, depending on who comes back, assuming Brian Maurer comes back and Harrison Bailey, I think those would be two players that compete for the starting position next year. I know there's the question about Jarrett Garantano. Right now I have a hard time believing that he's a sixth-year senior quarterback at Tennessee. You never know. Uh, but right now, I would, in terms of what the conversation should be, I think that it should be Maurer and Harrison Bailey and maybe Salter competing for that spot. J.T. Shrout's a part of the quarterback room right now. I do have a hard time believing he's Tennessee's quarterback of the future. But again, it's, it's an unknown. That's why Salter, I would think, would plan on coming in and competing to potentially be Tennessee's starting quarterback next year. So Luke, Tom Luganville's opinion was it's going to take some time for him to reach his potential. Now the potential he seems to believe is really high for Salter, and that's what you like to hear. 
What about Harrison Bailey? He's on campus now as a freshman and probably hoping to get more of an opportunity. We'll see if one comes at some point this season. He played some at the end of the Kentucky game. And I think he's gotten some more practice opportunity here in the last few weeks. Could he climb up to be the number two guy? Could he eventually get a starting opportunity before the season ends or at least play in a meaningful role at quarterback this year? We'll see. But this is what Tom Luganbill said about Harrison Bailey, who they evaluated from last year's class, the 2020 class, now Tennessee freshman Harrison Bailey. Listen to what Tom Luganbill said on Sports 180. Yeah, you know, I've taken a lot of heat on that one because I, I, I haven't been as on board uh, on, on him as a lot of people are. I thought he was a guy that has been, had been recruited so early on in his process and probably overly recruited uh, from a, you know, a sophomore to you know, a freshman to a sophomore and then other kids kind of caught up and you know, they, they, they even things out. Um, my concern with him is you, you know what you're going to get in terms of athletic ability. You know, this isn't a, a dynamic runner that's going to be a huge dual threat that defenses are going to have to account for. He's, a, he's a, primarily a pocket guy. And, and Jim Chaney likes that guy. He likes the multiple pro style guy. That's his background. Um, so I, I, I'm taking kind of a wait-and-see approach on him. I may be you know, way off base, but I was, was also the guy that uh, didn't think Khalil McKenzie was going to be worth a darn, and I wasn't wrong on that one. So maybe I will be on this one. I hope for Tennessee fans I am because I, you know, I want the kids to succeed. So there you have it. And, of course, Tennessee fans are hoping that Tom's wrong on Harrison Bailey because he's, he's not that high on Bailey, at least as maybe some other people – might be. I look back at ESPN's ranking of Harrison Bailey, by the way, as a recruit, and they, they still had him ranked pretty high. He was number 244 in the country in their ESPN 300. That's all prospects. ESPN had Bailey as the 15th best quarterback prospect in the country. They had him as a quarterback pocket passer was his listing. And he's a guy that he obviously has the size, and I don't think anybody's expecting Bailey to be a big-time runner, as Tom was talking about there. And I'm curious what Jim Chaney sees and and how he evaluates Bailey because remember when Bailey was going through the recruiting process Jim Chaney was at Georgia and then Bailey ends up at Tennessee and later on so does Jim Chaney so uh, we'll we'll see at this at some point this season does Harrison Bailey get more of an opportunity I think right now it's more likely that Brian Maurer is the number two but I would also expect that competition will continue in practice but at some point at some point this year or in the next year or two Tennessee has to find somebody to establish himself as the guy at quarterback, and they need better production. They need more consistent production at quarterback. That is a very obvious statement, right? I'm not the only one with that opinion. Not everybody has to have that opinion. And I'm sure that Tennessee's staff is expecting that a younger quarterback at some point is going to take on that role, but they need high-level play. They need a, a difference maker, I think, at that position. And now you have three quarterbacks on campus that have been signed by Jeremy Pruitt, J.T. Shrout, Brian Maurer, and Harrison Bailey, and a fourth on the way in Caden Salter. Could there be some kind of transfer option this offseason? Maybe so. But right now I think the conversation has to be around the three guys that they have signed and the fourth who is committed. And at some point, this staff needs to find somebody that can be that quarterback for the future. I, I think that's part of the frustrating point for Tennessee fans, that it hasn't shown up yet and that's why Jarrett Garantano has continued to be the quarterback it's uh, it's been the hottest topic for the last year or two and uh, Jarrett continues to be the guy because nobody else at least according to the coaching staff has shown that he should be the quarterback maybe that changes this week maybe that changes as the season goes along but at some point the level of play has to change and 
the potential is there with Harrison Bailey. I, I still think Brian Maurer has nice potential. And for sure, Caden Salter, that's all we can talk about because he's a high school recruit. But in two months, he'll be a Tennessee student athlete and he'll have his chance to, to make a claim for that starting spot as well. That'll be something to pay attention to over the next few months as we look at the future of Tennessee football. Continuing with the conversation of Tennessee's future talk, we'll talk about the freshmen on campus. This past week was supposed to be an opportunity for more guys to practice and show if they belong on the field on Saturday. Jeremy Pruitt talks about some guys that he was looking at in the last week. Also, maybe the guy that they covet the most in the 2022 class outside that quarterback position. I'll get to that coming up next right here on Football Futures. It's presented by Twin Peaks each and every Tuesday from 7 until 7.30. I'm Josh Ward. You're listening to FM 99.1, The Sports Animal. Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures here on the Sports Animal. You can always go back and listen. Remember, the show is available on demand. All of our shows, all of our interviews are available on demand in the podcast section of the WNML app. You can find our station on Apple Podcasts. Sam Foreman is producing the show tonight and does a great job each week of getting the show up for you after it concludes. It's here every Tuesday from 7 until 7.30. Football Futures is presented by Twin Peaks, which is located on North Shore Drive near Kingston Pike, in between Kingston Pike and Paper Mill Drive. And coming up here in the final segment of the show, I'll have an update for you on one of Tennessee's top prospects in the 2022 class, maybe the top target for Tennessee besides quarterback Ty Simpson, There's that quarterback position again. Simpson is a a big-time player that Tennessee is going after for next year's class, an in-state prospect who has a lot of interest from Clemson. Alabama's been in the picture, and he very much is interested in Tennessee as well. But before I get to 2022 recruiting, how about a future look at guys who are on campus right now? With Tennessee being off last week, it was an opportunity for some of the veterans to get some rest, guys who have been injured for sure needed the rest and it also allowed coaches to take a closer look at some of the younger players some freshmen who have been on campus but maybe haven't had the kind of opportunity that would allow them to play on Saturdays remember they've had a couple of scrimmages on Sunday nights to try to get some extra practice reps in for guys like Harrison Bailey but other freshmen and young players on the roster and then last week Tennessee took a a closer look at Keyshawn Lawrence at star that was Uh, A talking point from Jeremy Pruitt on Monday. Lawrence is one of the highest rated freshmen on Tennessee's campus and a guy that's practiced at safety, practiced at corner. He has the versatility to move around and now is getting a look at star and we'll see if he plays more this upcoming Saturday. Jalen Hyatt's a freshman that has to get more of an opportunity, doesn't he? Look at what he was able to do against Alabama. His speed is obvious and I think can be a difference maker in Tennessee's offense. So shots down the field getting some touches to to Hyatt to see if he can make somebody miss, can break a play. Uh, To me, that would be an obvious move. And then there continues to be the question about Malachi Weidman. He's another big-time athlete, a talented freshman who we've heard a lot about but haven't seen much of him on the field on Saturday. So could he get a look? Who else might Jeremy Pruitt have been looking at this past week? This is what Tennessee's head coach said on Monday when he spoke to the media about some younger players, some freshmen that he wanted to look at in practice this past week. Well, D. Beck was a guy that, you know, he didn't didn't participate any during um, the summer. Uh, he done absolutely nothing. Uh, and then when fall camp gets here, uh, he obviously's 
back into quarantine again. So then he turns his ankle. But he's a guy that we looked at a little bit at tight end, but we're starting to look at it running back that has size and speed. Um, you know, T. Hodge is another guy that was injured during fall camp that's that's kind of kind of getting his legs back under him a little bit, uh, seeing a little more burst and speed out of him. So there, there, there's lots of guys I could go through the whole roster. But, um, you know, we need more depth at running back. Uh, we've really played three guys uh, for the year uh, and have been very fortunate that those guys have stayed healthy. So uh, we need to get those guys a, a more of an opportunity. And another guy that was doing really well was Laneith Whitehead. You know, he had been out because of his – uh, foot injury, but uh, come back and was was doing really well. But unfortunately, um, you know, he hurt his shoulder last week in camp and probably going to do surgery on it in the next week uh, to get him back in time for spring ball. The running back position continues to be something that the Vols look at for the future. I think trying to find more size there in the offensive backfield. And Tennessee has Cody Brown committed. He's a bigger back in the 2021 class. Tyon Evans is a former commit who is still considering Tennessee. He's a bigger back, I think, that could add some more size into the backfield if he does sign with Tennessee. He's a junior college prospect, very well thought of from the junior college ranks. So that's something to watch. Uh, T. Hodge for the future, how deep Beckwith factors in to the offense because, as Jeremy Pruitt said there, he can move around and play a number of different spots. Tamarian McDonald is also somebody to maybe watch for. Could he get an opportunity this year? He's a player that I think initially with an injury during the offseason and surgery that was needed, the thought was that he would probably redshirt and not play this year, but he's somebody that Jeremy Pruitt has talked about. This freshman class obviously has a lot of potential, and writing anybody off would be uh, ridiculous because they're in the middle of their freshman year and what a freshman year it has been. But I also know there's been a little frustration uh, wondering, okay, when are these guys going to get an opportunity, especially with Tennessee having the struggles it has over the last few weeks and I'll repeat what I've said several times I think the best players should play and if guys show that they're better than uh, veteran players show that they're better than younger players that they should be out there on the field but also if veterans are making mistakes and not producing at some point you have to look in another direction and sometimes not a bad idea to look at a younger player who has talent who has plenty of upside don't play a younger guy just to to get him ready to be a good player in 2022 but if you have somebody that you think can help and has talent and has worked hard in practice, that could earn an opportunity, I think, on the field. So that'll be something to pay attention to this week against Arkansas. Is there more freshman involvement or younger players, guys from the the 2019 and 2020 classes for Tennessee? Because those guys are going to have to help lead the way here over the next couple of years. That's a part of the conversation. There will be a lot of talk around 2022 defensive lineman Walter Nolan. He is an in-state prospect. He is one of the top defensive lineman in the country the composite ranking has him as the number one overall prospect in the 2022 class Walter Nolan is at St. Benedict at Auburndale in Cordova and his head coach is Marlon Walls Marlon Walls is a name you might recognize because he played defensive line at Tennessee and he was a guy that went through the recruiting process and went the prep school route ended up at Tennessee and had a great passion for the Vols Nolan is a guy that has a lot of interest in Tennessee. He did an interview with Go Vols 247 recently and talked about wanting to get back to Knoxville for another visit. And again, Nolan is in the 2022 class, so he is a junior right now in high school. 6'4", 300, and the composite has him as the number one overall prospect in the country. He is a big-time 
target for Tennessee. He's a big-time target for every single school in the country, at least every single school that would have any kind of shot at landing him. And his talent is just obvious. And Marlon Wallace was on Sports 180 during our Call of All segment several weeks ago, and we talked to him about Nolan, his ability, the recruiting process that has started up and that he will go through, and how Marlon can help him. Listen to what Marlon Wallace said. He will rave about Walter Nolan's ability here, but former Tennessee Vol, Marlon Walls, who is now the head coach at St. Benedict, coaching Walter Nolan. Walter, is, uh, he, he's special. He's special uh, because you cannot teach 6'4", 6'5", 300 pounds and, and move like a linebacker, uh, and that's just the truth of it. He is, he, and my selling point to him and his parents, when that whole pandemic kicked off and he was forced to come back home uh, and they was looking for a place, uh, first of all, I knew him since he was in the seventh grade. When I watched him play in the seventh grade, I told his dad at that time then, uh, this kid will be a uh, top player in the state. I actually sold him short because now he's top player in the nation. Uh, and me and his dad kind of still joke about that. But you can't teach that size. You can't teach that that, uh, uh, that athleticism at that size that he has. Uh, he's got a crazy, crazy motor. Uh, and I tell people this all the time. I was actually talking to a coach not too long ago that called about him. Um, when you see him, yes, he's going to jump off the charts as far as long arms, big hands, uh, big legs, uh, flat stomach. Uh, that stuff, if you're drawing up a defensive lineman, you couldn't draw it up any better. Uh, big old head and all that kind of good stuff. But his mannerisms, like he walks around as if he's a, a, a big uh, slow giant or something. He don't move very fast, right? <laughs> but when he puts his hand in the ground, he's going forward at one speed and anything in front of him, he's going to wreck it. Uh, and so that's something you cannot, that's something you cannot teach. Uh, my selling point to Walter, and this is what I push him on, Let's go second-level football, right, because you're going to dominate high school whether you come with me or you go with somebody else. Let's dominate college football. So now I'm going to teach you stuff that I learned at that same position that I was behind at as I came in as a freshman, and it took me a while to grasp it and figure it out. And now the game starts to slow down for me junior year. I want the game to slow down for you freshman year because I've been teaching you stuff that you know you're going to see that I know the coach is going to require of you. Uh, And so that's my selling point to him. Uh, that's how I end up ultimately getting them here uh, is the fact that I can – the kid's going to be, in my mind, a first-round draft pick one day. And so my, my job as a coach is if I can't help you, I don't want you. Uh, and so my job is to challenge him every day on something, right, as far as it be like whether it be uh, a guy's punching. Like if he a high punch or low punch as far as offensive alignment. Uh, is he, is he top-heavy? Is he, is he anchored down? All that kind of stuff is stuff that's going to help him that I'm hoping he gets a chance to see. And so now when he goes to college, he's a step further than everybody else. That's former Tennessee Vol Marlon Wallace talking about his player at St. Benedict, Walter Nolan. And man, is he raving about his talent and his ability and his potential. And let's be real here. That's the kind of player that Tennessee has to have if it's going to have any kind of shot at catching up with the teams that we talk about Tennessee chasing Every single year now at this point, Walter Nolan is the kind of player that you see all over the rosters of Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, winning a national title last year. Tennessee needs that level player. Tennessee needs several of those guys, honestly. But uh, the the projection there, I mean, uh, it's not a, probably not that bold of a statement to say, hey, this guy that is ranked as the number one player in the country is going to be a first round pick in the future. But that's the kind of guy that can come in and change what your defense is. And it's just one player. 
But uh, man, that is a that is a rave review from Marlon Walls of Walter Nolan, and uh, he did an interview. There's a story at Go Vols two four seven. If you want to read more about him, he has interest in Tennessee, but he's going to have interest in a number of schools, and I'm sure that Nolan is going to pay attention to how Tennessee performs, what Tennessee's defense looks like, what Tennessee does with its defensive line coaching position, because that's still undecided right now. And last week on Football Futures, I talked to Eric Kane about Tennessee's need recruiting the defensive line position this is what eric said when i brought up tennessee's need up front on defense i think it's big i mean look at look at how tennessee's playing at that position right now yep. <laughs> it's uh it's not really good and i know that these guys are you know a couple years away from making an impact and i understand that but anytime you uh you want to always be strong and stable uh in the trenches obviously i mean that's that's where football is one that's that's kind of a football 101 and so you always want to make sure you have options there uh, at the uh, defensive line spot and the offensive line spot. But, you know, these guys are versatile. They can play different techniques. The athletic ability is something Jeremy Pruitt likes from from these guys, specifically Isaac Washington. I, I have a little bit better relationship with him uh, than I do Katron Evans. I just spoke to him more. But it's very important. And so, uh, you know, keeping you know keeping these guys held on, I think, was very important because uh, Tennessee does not want to have to go into – I don't want to say scramble mode because we're still a little far away – uh, from the from the start of early uh, you know signing period that that time when you can sign, but still you want to stay committed with your guys and continue building that relationship. And and so far so good. So recruiting for twenty twenty one on the defensive line, I think is going okay with guys like Isaac Washington and Contron Evans being committed. We'll see what happens moving forward. As uh, here in the final minute of football futures presented by Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive, I want to get you a quick recruiting. Ranking update, Alabama still is on top. Ohio State is number two. This is according to the composite rankings. Your top five are Bama, Ohio State, Oregon, LSU, and Clemson. Tennessee is 10th right now with 26 commitments for the 2021 class. And if you look at the average player ranking, Tennessee is 15th in the country. So there's some work to do. If Tennessee can land players like Nylon Green and Taiwan Malone, that would certainly help. Of course, Tennessee has to continue to recruit the guys who are committed. It is an ongoing process, but we're getting closer to the early signing period. I appreciate you being here tonight on Football Futures. Remember, it's available on demand anytime on our website and the WNML app. Football Futures presented by Twin Peaks. My name's Josh Ward. This is 99.1, the Sports Animal.